so good to see you all. Um, we've been away for a few weeks, but we're back, and uh, it's nice to see you all. Beginning of um, term this morning. Uh, it was kind of the last of our summer gatherings, really. And this morning, um, we are, this morning's all about celebrating James, the wonderful James Wake, and Charlie, Charlie Noor. It's all about these guys, uh, just in case you weren't aware, um, James and Charlie have been on the staff team, and they have now left the staff team, and this is their last Sunday with us. And so um, this morning is all about celebrating everything that these amazing uh, chaps have brought to the life of this church. For James, I think I'm right in saying, like, it's at least 15 years uh, more. Um, so that's a long time. And for Charlie, uh, over the last four years or so. And the reality is we can't even begin to do justice uh, to these guys in, in, in the short time that we have um, together. But our hope and our prayer is that the genuine uh, gratitude and the deep affection that we all have uh, for both James and Charlie uh, will be in some way um, expressed. And um, I don't really want this to sound like a eulogy, but it, it may get into that because amongst many things, um, today is in part about, um, it is about grieving. Uh, part of it is about grieving, but it's also about rejoicing. Uh, but most of all, hopefully, it's about blessing. Um, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 26, when Paul, the Apostle Paul is describing uh, the body of Christ, he's talking about spiritual gifts and all kinds of different things, but he's talking about the body of Christ. He writes this, he says, if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. And one translation of that uh, puts it like this. It says, if one part grieves, every part grieves with it. And, and whilst it may not be um, hugely upbeat, and I'm sorry about that, but as Charlie and James move on, there is definitely a sense of loss and grief that comes with it. You know, any of you who've been around this church for a number of years, you know, this is ascending church. And every time we have sent people, whether that's to church plant or whether it's to go off and do different things that the Lord's calling them to, there is always a sense of loss. So if you've been part of this church, you'll be uh, familiar with that. Uh, but, you know, James and Charlie, each in their own way, have impacted all of our lives in immeasurable and profound ways. You know, they've, say, they've served. We've watched them. You've seen them. They've served so faithfully. Time and time and time again, they have preferred others over themselves. Essentially, what they've done is they've loved Jesus, they've loved this church, and they've loved all of us. And the truth be told, as they have loved us, we too have loved them. And so, as they leave us uh, today, there is this real sense of loss. And like any process of grief, it's natural. It can be natural for us to kind of find ourselves in and out of the emotion of it all. I've certainly been in and out of that emotion over the last um, three months. You know, there's a, there's a sort of an element of denial. It's like, no, nah, they're not really leaving. That's not happening. Uh, and then there's um, maybe anger. It's like, so ungrateful. I can't believe they're leaving. And then there's the bargaining that we do with God, which is God, stop them from leaving. Don't let them leave. And then there's sort of the depression that comes in. It's like, I'm so sad they're leaving. And slowly but surely, you know, any process of grief, we come around to that place of acceptance. But 
these two, and the reality is these two have not only um, been a blessing to so many of us, they've been um, they're pillars, they're pillars in this, the community of this, this church community. They've impacted and influenced the culture, the very fabric of this church and the way that we co-labor with Jesus and the gospel. But it's not all about grief, okay? Um, because alongside any sense of sadness that we may be feeling, there is also rejoicing, deep rejoicing, rejoicing for the gift uh, that James and Charlie have been to us all over so many years, rejoicing for the very many gifts that they've given to us as they've co-labored with us um, in the gospel, and a rejoicing in, in truth in the fact that they're moving on to the next thing that the Lord has for them. As James and his family move down to Cornwall, James is going to study. Um, we can't detain him too long. He needs to head off for Freshers' fortnight. Um, and Charlie uh, embarks on his new career on starting on Wednesday, is that right? Uh, starting on Wednesday in the city. Um, so we can rejoice in that. And we can rejoice as well in the knowledge that the Lord is at work in their lives and is leading them into what is the very best thing for them both next, and that therefore, hard as it may be for us to see at this point, that it must be the Lord's best for all of us too. And so yes, there's grief, yes, uh, there is also deep rejoicing. But most of all, um, this morning, I, I hope is about blessing. Time and time again throughout the scriptures, we see the importance of blessing. In the Old Testament, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, they all give blessings to the next generations. And alongside the sort of inheritance that comes with all of that, these blessings included words of encouragement and prophetic words concerning um, their future. And so, as Kate's already mentioned, as we send out Charlie and James today, we want to send them out with our blessing. And so in a minute, um, and as we want to kind of avoid, uh, you know, a big prayer huddle up here for obvious reasons, um, we just want to make some space for you to bless James and Charlie as we send them out with some words of encouragement or any prophetic things the Lord may give you. So in a moment, we'll invite you to come up and there's a microphone there, and we'd love you to speak those words over them. And the intention behind that is that both James and his family and Charlie may leave this place with their hearts kind of full to overflowing, strengthened, comforted, and encouraged by us all in the Lord. But before all of that, we thought it'd be fun to hear from them. So Kate, over to you. You're gonna drag James and Charlie up here somewhere. Thanks. Are you ready, Charlie? You coming? <laughs> Come on up. Yeah, we'll go up. Oh, will she stay down? We'll go up. Come on. Come on, Leo. Oh, come with Daddy. You all right? Well, I can't believe we're here. It, it has come. We've had some fun, and, uh, and now today is here. So who would like to go first out of the pair of you? Charlie, you go first. I asked them uh, actually quite a while ago now, wasn't it, when we first knew you were going? Are you waving? 
Nice to see everyone. Um, to share something for the church, so Charlie. Um, hi, everyone. Good to see you all. Can you hear me okay? Good, good. I've got a bit of a cold, so I'll try to speak clearly. Um, I just want to say what, um, celebrate really what I've learned here and what I've grown in and um, what I love about this church. Um, so I'll just go through that. So um, I think this church is amazing. It has an amazing sense of fun. I love the sense of almost non-conformity. There's like, um, there's a lot of breadth to be, to be who you want to be. Um, um, there's, there's diversity, eccentricity. What's the word? You know what I mean. Um, there's a real culture of excellence. It's so welcoming. I've never felt so welcomed whenever I've been to church ever before. Um, there's a deep hunger for God and a rich history of the prophetic um, and a willingness to really give and serve each other in prayer, which is, all of those things are so beautiful. Um, some of the things which I've grown in and learned here, um, and I believe are things we've probably all grown in collectively as a church over the past few years, but I do believe are things that we're, this church will continue to press into over the next coming years. And I think there are things that globally the church is pressing into, certainly in the Western church, um, but we are doing it here at Southwest as well as part of that. Um, and it's almost like God is um, the picture I have was like of like individual twigs and God like gathering up, them up in his arms bringing us closer and things we're doing um, individually we've been doing individually he's going to bring together and we're going to start doing them or the church is going to start doing them in community um, some of those things are like building this like a more a deeper culture of honesty and vulnerability which would be going on a journey over the last few years um, more openness um, willingness to be to do conflict with each other and actually seeing that as um, something which builds trust and that, that isn't with each other. Um, le- something I've really learned here is like try not to be offended. I've, I find that really hard when someone says something, but you, but like actually seeing like learning not to take offence and seeing the other person for what they're actually saying, I think is something which I've really learned here, and 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 I think God is going to continue teaching. Um, building community that can just trust each other really, really deeply. Um, so when people come in, it's like, and they, they, they can bring their stuff, we can actually just sit with them and hear um, what they're saying. It's like the picture I've got was we, we've all been digging um, like a well, so like our own wells to the Lord, and like, so, um, so we're, we're, we're not thirsty. So when someone comes along, we can, they can sit by the well and we can actually give them a drink kind of thing. Um, but then I saw a bigger picture of like us all building a collective will, well all together, and it's like a bit more tricky because like you're like I want to put that brick there, I want to put that brick there, and like someone's like no, I think we should go there, and you, there's kind of like mess in that communication, but there's also like real beauty, and I sort of saw God smile over that collective community effort of building this well, this deep well, which when people come and visit, um, we can give them a drink and sit down with them and let them just we've got something to give them, we've got this water to give them, we've collectively sort of. Um, dug, dug out together. So um, that's some of the things I saw, which yes, I wanted to share. Um, but yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you. It's wonderful. James. Um, as I tried to uh, seek the Lord um, for what to share with you all, um, hopefully, and hopefully it is me and not some cheese I've eaten, it's, that's quite possible, but um, I felt. Um, I was actually reminded of an old prophecy um, that the Lord, old, uh, uh, one that wasn't that, <laughs> about 10 years ago, the Lord spoke to this church a number of years ago. Um, 
I don't know if anyone's heard of the uh, Cheesecake Factory in America or been to the Cheesecake Factory in America. Um, uh, it's, not a, it's not a bad restaurant. It's, um, it's a decent restaurant. They, but the thing that's noticeable about that place is that they have the most extensive menu known to man. It's just pages and pages and pages and pages of um, things to choose from. And um, the stuff on there is okay. Uh, it's not bad, but it's okay. Um, in contrast, um, there's a, a burger joint on the west coast of America called In-N-Out Burger. I don't know if anyone's been there. Um, they have attempted to come to the UK a couple of times, I think. But they only have four things on the menu. Uh, it's like a cheeseburger and a, uh, something called a double-double, like a milkshake and fries. You can only get four things, and they do all of those things superbly, in my opinion. <laughs> um, and the word a number of years ago was was a bit was kind of a call to simplicity to doing a few things really well. Um, and as I was considering this, I was actually drawn to um, Psalm 42, which says in verse one and two, "As the, as the deer pants uh, for streams of water, so my soul pants for God. My soul thirsts for the living God. When can I go and meet with God?" And I think. Um, what the Lord wanted me to share with you all was to not get distracted and to keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't get caught up in the unimportant things and, and to thirst for the, for the living God. And I think some of the things that we as a church have pushed into over um, the last few years, um, I, I feel like they're not meant to have been like a trendy new teaching that we forget about five minutes later, that these, um, they're not flash in the pan. They are the foundation um, for everything else. So we need to, we need to push into the depth of, of silence, push into a depth of solitude, push into a depth of Sabbath, push into the depth of fasting, the depth of simplicity, the depth of community, the depth of prayer, the depth of scripture. Um, and as we push into the depth of that, um, as Psalm 42 goes on to say, deep calls to deep. And I felt as, a, as this church, as you all, as we all push into the depth of these things that we have engaged with over the last um, two years or so, a much greater um, depth that we have not known will come. Thank you so much, James. That's just beautiful. Do you want to go down this way?